That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of collard greens collaring, I guess. Is that what they're doing? Oh, she's shredding collard greens and kale for today's sumptuous lunch on Film Shots. And I'm Joel Marshall, and this is Jesse Rhines. Jesse Rhines, and our chef for today is none other than the beautiful, the gracious, the talented Phaedra. Hi. That's Phaedra. <laughs> Phaedra is um, an old friend of mine who is now um, a raw food addict. I, what do you call raw yourselves? Food. Uh, raw foodist. Raw foodist. She's a raw foodist. She even teaches people how to do raw food stuff. Wow. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. How do people get in touch with you if they want to learn how to raw food it? Oh, actually, I don't really teach it anymore. I was doing that last year. And ah, now I'm okay. doing something even more interesting. What is that? <laughs> it's another show. Oh, it's another show. <laughs> yeah. huh? well, we can plug show. it now. You'll have to pay for advertising time next time. <laughs> you better tell why you can. Okay, but I don't have the website yet, so I can't really okay. plug it. Oh, well, okay. we will put information on our website as to how you can get a hold of Phaedra <laughs> and, and what she's up to as far as uh, outside of the realm of raw food. That's right. Okay. Um, so, um, we're here and um, we're at Phaedra's um, place with her kids who are, I guess, going to eat some of this and if it's, if it's ready in time. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> um, we might have a little Doppler effect um, going on here because we're following Phaedra around with the camera and I have to run around this thing in the center of the kitchen. So uh, we will fade in and out periodically. So Phaedra, tell me um, how long have you been eating raw food and what are the benefits that you have attained through uh, this uh, diet? Well, I've been eating raw about four years. Mm -hmm. Off and on, I, I did like, you know, a year raw, then maybe ten months off, and you know, like mm -hmm. that. So I'm going in my, into my fourth year. Wow. And... The benefits, well, it was amazing, actually. When I first went raw, I, I went raw because I, at first I was a meat eater. I ate meat at every meal. It didn't even seem like a meal unless there was meat there. I agree with that. <laughs> Sounds pretty Cooked good. meat. <laughs> yeah, cooked meat. Or sushi or capaccio. Oh, that's right. I was that's just right. a meat chick. You Not know a lot I mean? of raw pork, however. Yeah, I didn't do that either. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, I just never had any energy. I was like dragging up the stairs. I was always thinking about when can I take a nap. I was always tired. And then I realized I have to change something. And I read this book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And mm -hmm. it said for my blood type, which is A, I was supposed to um, be eating meat as a condiment. I shouldn't be eating meat hardly at all. So mm -hmm. I had a friend at that time who had a raw foods company. And he told me um, that he was going to bring me over some vegetarian stuff and mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about being a vegetarian or vegan or anything and um, so he brought me over some food that happened to be raw food raw vegan food and I it was some soup and some other stuff and I ate it and I had so much energy that within a week I was climbing a mountain and I just it was wow. just like it was amazing and then within about a month I had dropped 30 pounds without trying wow. that's another thing that we should probably indicate Phaedra is very slender very and slim looking. and trim absolutely yeah that's right <laughs> remarkably I think she lifts weights too <laughs> no I do yoga every day though oh, that's yoga. even worse my God. <laughs> so anyway then um just I just felt more clarity I felt healthier I felt like 
this is what I'm supposed to feel like. I'm not supposed to feel like I used to feel. And just been going ever since. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It now, does. you know this is also an independent film program, mainly. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, when we came into the house, we saw this poster of uh, a film called Good Fences. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that is adapted from a book that you wrote. Is that right? Yeah, I wrote it. And it's about, it starred Whoopi Goldberg and Danny Glover when they made it into a movie. Mm-hmm. And a uh, 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 premiere at Sundance. It was fun. We had a good mm-hmm. time. Can you tell me about that process of having your book turned into a movie? Did you write the screenplay? Did someone else write the screenplay? Uh, what um, was that actually, all about? Actually, uh, I wrote the book and then my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, mm-hmm. um, he wrote the screenplay you know, we kind of wrote it together. Well, he wrote it, and I would, like, look at a draft and give comments and stuff. But I was pretty pleased with what he did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he had friends at Showtime and, uh, Uni- is it Universal? Or- I don't know if Universal is connected with Showtime. I don't know. <coughs> I don't remember anything. And what is his right. name? <laughs> Trey Ellis. Trey Ellis. Okay, this is something that I'm going to check out and see this film. Yeah, it's um, on. It's a Showtime film, but I think that you can get it on DVDs. And, yeah, and it's available it on DVD. I've definitely now. seen the poster before. All right, so what are you doing now? You have garlic. It yes, looks like. I have garlic, and I'm gonna um, put. I'm gonna make a sauce for the greens out of mm-hmm. garlic and um, cayenne pepper, olive oil, and namashoyu. Let me get namashoyu. And what this is, is it's raw organic soy sauce. Hmm. It's not unpasteurized. It's basically like anything that's heated mm-hmm. loses its nutrients a lot, like 80% of its nutrients and vitamins. So most of the food that we eat, which is why we put on weight, is just sort of bulk that we're adding to our body. We're eating too much food because we have to get the, all the nutrients exactly. we need. Wow, exactly. that makes sense. And you find when you start eating more and more raw, you find that you eat less food. Like, usually mm-hmm. what I eat in a day is maybe not that much stuff. <laughs> maybe <laughs> like half a head of kale made into a salad with some tomatoes and raisins and nuts and a sauce and then a smoothie, which I can also make for you guys. And um, that's it. And I don't have any hunger. I'm completely satisfied. That's absolutely amazing. But, you know, I was um, watching, a, a, it might have been 60 Minutes um, a week ago, and they had something on there about um, eating and long life. And some researchers are saying that the less you eat, the longer you live. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a whole restrictive diet movement People who are on restrictive diets, who you can, there's a, I think it's restrictivediet.com. It's a website you can go and get all of this information on restricting your diet. We'll have a link on our website to that, yes. as well as one of these blood type charts. Yeah, that I, I want to know about this blood about type Because I hear a lot about that, too. I think my blood type is XYZ. I don't know what you'd put on I'm that. I'm O positive, which. Oh, uh, that's the rare one. Which I, so you're supposed to eat meat. I think I'm supposed to eat meat, and yeah. that, that you know what? I used to be a vegetarian, and uh, at some point somebody told me, "Oh, positive is supposed to be eating meat all the time," and I'm this like, "Oh, well, that's fantastic." So um, yeah, it's a very common um, practice that people are doing, going by their blood type. It's mm-hmm. what they eat. I was just yesterday I heard someone talking about that in a line at the the, the local 
fruit juice stand or something. Interesting. Yeah, okay. actually, the blood type is supposed to be really indicative of a lot of things, like a lot of characteristics about you. And I know, I know, I've heard even in Japan. I mean, in Japan, they even through matchmaking, they match people up through their blood. Get types. out of here! Yeah. Is that, there? You spent time in Japan. Is that how you and um, Trey got matched up through blood type? <laughs> Uh, no. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there any medical basis to this, or uh, does anybody know about this? We'll have to look into this. And I have absolutely no idea. But, you know, out. I would like for people to call in and tell us about it. So what's the website where people can reach us so they can give us information? Uh, that is www.heroicafilms.com slash filmshots. Dot htm and the direct email address is what filmshots at gmail.com if you can't remember that long email address we're trying to find a shorter one uh, but uh, if you can't remember that just give us an email at filmshots at gmail.com give us some comments that and uh, maybe some questions that you'd like us to answer so Phaedra what are what are you working on now book wise or film wise um, well, I have a book that should be coming out next year called Girl Mind, mm. and it's uh, the story of, it's the inside story, inside of a woman's mind as she goes through some life-changing experiences. <laughs> wow, Ooh, man. that sounds pretty good. That sounds interesting and scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a terrifying I don't know if I want to get look. in there. It, it freaked a few people out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Wow, Interesting. Um, well, okay, so we'll, we'll let Phaedra continue with um, her cuisine preparation and um, probably interview her daughter as she begins to eat, right? Might be a thing to do. Yeah, I'll get after. Yeah. Um, now, back to film. How much, how much time do we have? How are we for we time? Have, uh, we've been going for about 10 minutes here, so okay. we have a little bit of time. Um, so you have some things down here. You want to talk about the I Independent do. Spirit Awards. Yes. Uh, do you know about the Independent <clears throat> Spirit Awards? Um, I actually, um, this is with what used to be IFP, right? Independent Feature Project. Right. Independent Feature Project was a, uh, an organization to help filmmakers. It still is. Uh, they have offices in New York and Seattle and I believe Chicago and different places around the country. And all it is is an organization to help young filmmakers make independent film. So they've always had one here in Los Angeles called uh, IFP, Independent Feature Project, but they decided that they wanted to change their name so that it, they could differentiate between them and the other IFPs out there. Uh, I think they're still somewhat connected, but I, I'd have to ask about how they're connected now. But the new name that they've come up with is FIND, F-I-N-D, which uh, stands for Film, that's the F part, and the I-N-D is Independent. Oh, I must okay. say that I'm not, as a member of this organization, or I have been in the past, I don't know if I'm paid up right now, but um, I'm not crazy about the name. Yeah, I think it's a little confusing. It's, it's very ambiguous, I think. It you does know, seem sort of You don't know what it could, it could relate to. I mean, I immediately think of search engines, so I think that it's part of Google. Yeah. And the, usually when someone makes a, a something like that, 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 what do they call that? when they take letters and... Acronym? An acronym. When they mm -hmm. make an acronym like that, the, all the letters stand for a different yeah. word. In this, it's F for film and then mm -hmm. IND for independent. Yeah, that doesn't sound too hip to me. They could have said film indie, 
And no, Mindy. I, I would have understood that, and it wouldn't have been that many more letters. Of course, they're probably <coughs> commenting on our, our name, too, which is Film Shots, which the other day I was saying that to someone, and they were like, what? Film Sluts? What's that? <laughs> I like that. Let's change it. Film sluts works for me. So we are, uh, you know, if you, if you guys have any suggestions for a new name for us, uh, you know, that's fine. I have thought of something based upon our, our own personal um, knowledge of raw food that, that we demonstrate every week. I was thinking of um, Ignorance Alley. How does that's that sound? I like that. I like <laughs> Because that. we know absolutely nothing. But thanks to people like Phaedra, we are learning. We are learning. Soon we'll be experts. Now, and we might have more energy and we might drop 30 pounds. Who That's knows? right. That I could use a good. little drop, too. We could handle that. I, I might just try this raw food thing as soon as I can figure out where to begin. So Independent Spirit Awards are coming up. So the Independent Spirit Awards are an awards program that's put on by Film Independent. Hi. Hi. Here, these are two of... Um, um, here, introduce yourselves, please. I'm Nora. Nora and Sean. Hey, I know that Nora's from New York. Sean, is you're from here, right? And are you guys doing anything with um, film? No. No. Okay. They they are simply people who will pay to see your films. So <laughs> they are the most important people in the world. <laughs> okay. Right. So thanks see for uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, <laughs> film Independence has the Spirit Awards, and the Spirit Awards have been going on for a number of years. Uh, and they give awards to independent films. Now, there's been a lot of talk about uh, what is an independent film because these days uh, big studios seem to have gotten involved in making what they call independent right. films. They have these different divisions. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they Paramount bought Classics, out. Right. Fox Searchlight. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many more, none that I can mm -hmm. think of at this moment. But in my book, Black Film, White Money, you can find out a lot about those, the creation of those independents that are aligned with the um, media. That's Black Film. No, it's not. It's Black Film, White Money. Right, that's it. <laughs> I, I must admit, I have to read that book. I haven't read it yet. You can purchase it anytime you like. I get myself a copy of that. <laughs> so the 2006 Independent Spirit Award nominations have been uh, posted, and I have a list of them here. And I'm interested in, to see what, what the uh, films are this year. Can I blend this before you start? Absolutely. Start blending. You know, it sounds really delicious. I can't wait to taste what is in that blender. Okay, so here's the best feature nominations for the 2006 Independent Spirit Awards nominations. Brokeback Mountain, which I have not seen. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but people know what that's about. It's about gay cowboys, from what I understand. Yeah, it's um, really been a bit controversial. It seems like that film, it'll be difficult to get a wide audience. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's just my thought on it. I got a feeling it will be, too. So the question is, what? but remember these questions, because this really relates to my tip that I'm going to be giving. Well, what do we call it? My bite. Your film bite. My film bite. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain, to me, I, from what I understand, it's a fantastic film. Um, However, I just think that the audience, I don't know if the, the uh, world is ready for a film about gay cowboys. Maybe they are. Apparently, it's, they've got full-on um, yeah, sex scenes. and That's what I've heard. And that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people you know, think that's cool, mm -hmm. and that, but it's just I wonder how it's going to be received. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see. catering to the people who don't understand and who have closed minds. 
That's right. a good point. That's a good point. Okay, did, did, that's a good point. She said, we have got to stop catering to people who don't understand and have closed minds. And right. I highly agree. That's right. And I hope this film does very well. Mm -hmm. Because I think that uh, there's a lot of fear going on. Well, it's got um, um, top actors in it. And um, they're both male and they're both love interests. So this is it's going to be a challenge. I forgot their names. It's Jake Glillenhall, who's somebody who's very well known these days. Is he really gay? No, no neither, neither one of them are gay. gay. Oh, cool. That's right. And um, and who else is in it? Heath Ledger. Yeah. Who's also a, a known <coughs> known heterosexual, from what I understand. And they have sex scenes between them. They have sex scenes between them. These guys are 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 really going for it. They're actors. That's what That's being acting. an actor is all about. That's acting. I don't know. Absolutely. Well, you've sold one ticket for sure. Two. I'm going to see it too. That's two tickets. My goodness. I see a little cowboy cuddling. <laughs> no, I understand. It's a very, very good film, and that the. Um, but we're talking about acting. the Spirit Awards, and not specifically about that film. So please go to see that, right. so that you can know whether or not you want to vote. Uh, the uh, the next film is Capote, which I saw, and I found that a fantastic film. Mm -hmm. um, the writing was great. The acting, Philip Seymour Hoffman, was fantastic. Um, something that I was interested in. And the third one is Good Night and Good Luck. That's what I'm going to see tomorrow. Really, George Clooney's yeah. uh, movie. Uh, another really fantastic movie. David Strathern stars in it. Very and political movie. About um, Edward R. Morrow's confrontation with Senator McCarthy mm -hmm. in the 1950s. And it's, this film's in black and white. Right. And i got to tell you that David Strathern, his performance is really fantastic. Mm -hmm. I've always seen this guy as a great actor. Uh, mm -hmm. He's done a lot of stage and some film. And in fact, George Clooney's father was a journalist. Mm -hmm. And that's how he became um, a television journalist. And that's one of the ways he got interested in this kind of thing. Wow, first oh, serving. Wow. That is collard greens and kale, and it's got a sauce with namashoyu, which is the raw soy sauce, olive oil, garlic, red pepper. That's it. Can you tell me something? Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Mm -hmm. um, when we were at the restaurant, they said namashoyu, and we talked about this last time. Uh, but there was a, something where they said, we prepared this in a mandolin. Do you know what that oh, is? Oh, that's the thing that, isn't that the thing that it cuts things up very thin? It seemed like it. They had a sweet potato that was cut very thin. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And okay. that must be the mandolin. Mm -hmm. I thought, I just pictured the, the that's musical music. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a taste here. This is delicious. Oh, good. Unlike the collard oh. grains I'm accustomed to in the black community, <laughs> I don't even think you need vinegar with this. Or I fat love back. this. Or fat back. <laughs> Wow, no hog moss. No this hog moss. This is very good. No fat back, no hog moss, no nothing. That's right. Wow, this is great. I like that. Okay, I'm going to make a smoothie next. We're going to have smoothies next, which I, I really enjoy. Now, wait a minute. In raw food, this isn't the whole meal, is it? No, no, I just gave you oh. guys a taste. Just in case you okay. Like but we're right. getting 60% more nutrients out of this. That's right. I feel more cooked. nutritious already. Like if we were eating spinach and it was all cooked and all runny and gross we would only be getting 40 percent of the nutrients this is tastes better than i expected it to quite it really is quite good that's the key i think to raw food this is my raw food bite and that is it better taste good <laughs> otherwise i'm not sure it's worth it <laughs> okay but that goes for anything yeah <clears throat> okay the next film we're, we're gonna get through at least the best features here 
Um, the Squid and the Whale. Have you seen it? Never heard Anyone of it. Anyone seen it? No. Um, apparently, it's Jeff Daniels stars mm. in it. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Klein's son. Hmm. Yeah, a little uh, kid. It's supposed to be very, very good. Odd name. I think odd names are key. Well, I do think that you need to have something unique. This is why, even in terms of facial recognition, you want something that an audience can really catch on to. And this is why a lot of times actors are very strange looking. You know, um, what's that guy, um, U.S. Marshals, he played the Joker. Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee Jones, right. That's a weird looking dude. But, you know, that's why he gets all those roles. You know, he's strange looking. You know, a, a distinctive look is one I of the main things you want. I saw him at the um, Cannes Film Market this year, mm-hmm. Film Festival, and he was talking about our next film, uh-huh. which is The Three Burials are of Melquedes Estrada. Hmm. This is a, um, forgive me if I pronounced that incorrectly, which I probably did. Um, this is a film that he directed and produced. Tommy oh. Lee Jones. And now, oh, interesting. I found Tommy Lee Jones, who's uh, a Harvard man. I yes, yes. And didn't he um, room with Al Gore, apparently? I think he, he did, yeah. Um, I find, from his interview, knowing this backstory about him, that he's well-educated, I don't know exactly where he grew up or anything, but he, he pretends, he seems to me, to pretend to be a real hick. Hmm. And I don't know whether he is, but I, I got How do you feeling. mean? Country bumpkin or? Similar, I think, to uh, to George Bush. Uh, no. I think oh. You've had enough, right? No, I would love to have oh. more. Uh, there's a kind of, I think there's something to be gained sometimes for people to act as though they're, they grew up on a ranch. Oh, yeah. And they, mm-hmm. they don't know much about anything. Right. And he had a few comments that I found to be... Uh, put-ons, I thought. Mm-hmm. One of the things was, somebody asked a very earnest question from the audience. Uh, they said, do you have any advice for a young actor that's just starting out? You know, Do you have any advice for me? Mm-hmm. And he said, if you can do... He said, now I'm paraphrasing here. He basically said, only be an actor if you can't do anything else. Okay. Here's a guy who produced this film, directed the film. He's a well-known actor, mostly known mm-hmm. for being an actor. Went to Harvard, mm-hmm. trying to give the impression that he can't do anything else. He works. He, he you know. I don't think that's what, how he means. Can mm-hmm. can <clears throat> I think what he's saying is <clears throat> only do acting if it is so thoroughly in your blood and a part of you that you cannot. Do anything else. He's talking about a love of craft, I believe. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, so he's saying if you are just a part time actor and want to come in, jump on off stage, yeah, Mm -hmm. don't do it. Give it its due. Wow. Give it its due. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I think I, that's, I have that's, misinterpreted him completely. That's that's the way I would um, um, in, interpret that. Which kind of was a put off to me. I yeah. Thought, you know, actors. In particular, actors need to be able to do a lot of different things. Yeah. If you look at you know, different movies that are out there, a lot of times an actor will have to um, do something that very well. Like I, I think of um, the Taylor of Panama, this movie called yeah. Taylor of mm-hmm. Panama. In the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey Rush uh-huh. uh, tailors a suit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I believe that he's a tailor. He does it in so well. Mm-hmm. 
that I think that he could probably go out and get a job as a tailor or start his own. Well, you have to remember that he probably had a tailor on the side telling him exactly how to do that. Absolutely. Um, So I don't know if you can wear a suit, um, (laughs) but I might wait to see how yours look (laughs) on. (laughs) Anyway. So, okay, maybe Tommy. Yeah, so, I I mean, what you're saying is something like um, um, that thing is um, those who can, those who can do and those who can't teach. You know, that this is saying, an expression, that's right? That's another one of those irritating yeah. it's, sayings it's, I find. I don't think that that is those the case. Can Teaching teach. itself is, in fact, a noble and exceedingly important and underrated profession in the United States. Absolutely. Don't get me started. You know, I don't like doing it that much. But <laughs> <laughs> No, teaching is... Now, how, how are we with time? We've got 25 minutes into it. I think we should probably Yeah, we need to up. do it. <clears throat> Okay, well, let's jump into film bites. Film bites. Okay, okay my film bite for today is something, it, it's kind of what we've been talking about. A lot of times, well, I'll give you an example. I was at, a student at UC Berkeley, and um, there were, we didn't have a film program, production program, but there were a lot of students on campus making films. And I used to go to these films sometime, and they were extremely esoteric and and very political and things like that. And um, I couldn't quite understand what they were doing. So they say they were making films for the people that the people would understand. So we took these films to the projects in San, in San Francisco. And we got into this room with a bunch of, you know, mostly kids, African-American kids up to about 15 years old. And they hadn't had anything like this, people bringing films in, and the place was absolutely packed. The kids were extremely excited. So, turned the lights down, we showed the films, took about a, I don't know, you know, like maybe an hour or something like that, turned the lights up, looked around, the audience was empty. The kids couldn't stand the films. They were so esoteric <coughs> and so arty that they, they lost their audience. And I think that when you make a film, one of the most important, even if it's a short film, <coughs> define an audience. <coughs> define an audience for your film. Don't say, oh, anybody can see it. Because by saying that, you're saying every person on the planet, I don't care what age they are, I don't care where they're located, is available to see your film. That's not going to happen. Base your film upon who you think would pay if you were charging for a long film to see this film. Who is your core audience? And I think that that should be well defined in terms of age, where that person lives, education level, sometimes um, race, gender, all of those factors because people want to know. If someone's going to support your film, they want to know where their money's coming from. So focus on your audience. Don't take it for granted. Now are you pandering to, to uh, what you think is the, the accept, what's going to be accepted? You're pandering to what you think is going to make money. Okay. I think there's a balance uh, between what you think is going to make money and what you actually want to say, too. Is that true? Otherwise, you're not going to get... I think that you have to... I think that what you have to do... um, The main thing, unless you're very wealthy, your main goal as a filmmaker, in my opinion, is to get your next film made. Hmm. And that means that your film you're doing now has to be successful. 
it has to make enough money or at least get enough critical acclaim. Sometimes you make a money that won't make a film that won't make a lot of, of, of money because you're trying to make a political point or something like that. And you have to accept that. Um, you might need funding. This is where grants and things like that come from. And there are organizations, government and other organizations, that will fund in that way. But generally speaking, your film has to be accepted by an audience, unless it's a personal film. Unless you, I mean, we, I was with Millennium Filmworks in um, New York, and when you go to these, these films, they'd be a cat playing with a ball of string for an hour. That's personal cinema. This is a person who had his cat, had his string, and just wanted to do that. Well, that's fine, but you can't expect, you can't say that anybody is going to um, pay for that. You mm -hmm. know, it's a very specific audience. That makes sense. Okay, here's my film bite. It's very simple. When you're shooting a digital film, try to refrain from rewinding and looking at what you've got because. Unless you're very good at this, unless you can find the time code and go right back to the time code and keep the time code going, because if you have a bunch of breaks in time code, you are going to be spending a long Absolutely. time trying to figure out how to capture this stuff and put it in your computer. Absolutely. And you also, your tapes are the backup for this film. So if you have a hard drive that crashes or something like that, you are going to want to go back to these tapes and you're going to want anybody to be able to access them. So make sure that you don't break your time code. Anyway, so that's pretty much the uh, end of the show. <laughs> and I'd like to thank you for coming. Okay, hold on for a moment. And uh, Jesse, Do Dr. Jesse Rines. Hi, I'm Jesse Rines, and I wanted to thank Phaedra for coming in and sharing her food with us. I didn't get any of that tomato on mine. She saved oh. the tomato for herself. You see that, don't you? Raw food, people. Yes, I do. Um, thank you very much. And um, now uh, my friend Joel will finish up the show. Well, you take a phone call. Yes, I have to take a call. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, email us at filmshots at gmail.com with any of your questions or comments. And we will be talking to you later.